Bracha is Davchav Gimel. If a person is in the middle of Shemana Esrei and he realizes that he forgot, he's a Balkari. He doesn't just walk away from Shemana Esrei, rather he should finish off Shemana Esrei, but be Benkatzer. He should shorten every single Bracha. He should say the beginning and the end and take out everything in between. If a person is a Balkari, he's leaning from a Torah, and he realizes that he's a Balkari, he should say everything really quickly. And according to Remeyer, he can only say three psukim, and that's it, and then he has to let somebody else lane. It's usher to daven in front of waste excrements. So if he sees waste, he should turn his back to it and make sure that he's at least four amas away, approximately eight feet away. And if he doesn't have the ability to turn his back to it, he should at least put it to his side four amas. If a person is davening and realizes that he davened while there was waste right next to him, he's considered a chayta, a sinner. According to Rabbah, he does not have to repeat Shemun Esri again. According to Rabbah, he must repeat Shemun Esri again. If a person has a medical condition, he has an uncontrollable bladder. So he must wait until he stops leaking, and only then he continues with the Shemun Esri. Now, if he, could stop, if he stopped for the total amount of time that it takes him to say the entire Shemun Esri, then he must repeat the whole Shemun Esri. Like any other tefillah, if a person stops regardless for what reason, he must repeat the whole Shema or Shemun Esri. But let's say he didn't stop long enough to say the whole Shemun Esrei, according to one man, the Omar, he's a Gavrit Dachu. In other words, he shouldn't have started diving anyways. If he, had, if he came to the situation where he's at, that means when he started diving, he also had to go to the restroom, and since he didn't, his whole tefillah is no good, and he has to repeat it. According to one man, the Omar, he doesn't have to repeat his diving. And now, this brings us to Dachu. If a person needs to relieve himself, he has to go to the restroom, and he cannot wait. For 72 minutes, he can't hold it in, which is the time it takes to walk one parsa. Then his tefillah is a te'eva, he must repeat his entire davening. But if he could hold it in, according to Rashi, he could start his davening l'chatchila. The Pesach says, Shmoy raglacha kasher telech el beis elikim. So one shot is, you should watch your body. It should be clean. When you go daven in beis elikim, you go to shul, make sure you have a clean body. And Ravashi, uh, the other madama says, be careful not to sin, don't be chayta, because then you'll have to bring a carbon to Beis Alikim, referring to the Beis Amidosh. The continuation of the Pasuk is, Mites haksilim zevach. Don't bring a carbon like a fool, meaning a fool doesn't know why he's bringing a carbon. Perhaps he has to bring a chatas, and he brings an oil instead, and he won't have the proper kapara, he won't have the right tshuva. If a person is wearing tefillin shoroish, he has tefillin on his head, according to Ravina, he could go relieve himself ketanim, and according to Rav, it's Asr. Why? Because he might come to go for G'daylam. If this bathroom is a Beisakise Kavua, meaning it's a permanent place, and there's a lot of waste everywhere in those days, we're talking about that there's no hole in the ground, so you have to remove your tefillin before you even approach this Beisakise, four Amas before you get there. Now what do you do once you get there? That will see the Machlaikas, according to Beisil, you can hold your tefillin in your hand. According to Rav Kiva, you wrap it up in your clothing, and you hold your clothing with it. If it's a Bisakisei Arai, it was never used, so you don't have to remove it four Amas before you get there. But once you relieve yourself, now you just create a Bisakisei Kavua, now you cannot put your Tefillin on until you move away four Amas from that place. According to Bishamai, what you do with your Tefillin is, there's a wall separating the Bisakisei from the Rishos Sarabim, where everybody's walking, it's a busy place. So you put your tefillin on the shelf facing everybody else in the Rishos Rabbim. The issue with that is that somebody could come and snatch the tefillin. And the Gemara tells us a story that once a Zayna walked by and she grabbed the tefillin, she ran to the Beis HaMedrash, and she told people, where is this boy that owes me money? 
That boy, obviously he wasn't over the Avera, but she lied, and he was so embarrassed that he threw himself off the roof. From then on, they said, you should not put your tefillin in the Rosh Hashanah, because somebody might take it. The issue of putting your tefillin on the inside part of the wall is because inside it's quieter, and there are a lot of rodents, and they might take your tefillin as well, and that's a bizarre for the tefillin. Therefore, says Basilel, you must hold your tefillin in your hand. So what do you do? You take the tefillin in your right hand, and you put it against your heart. You roll them up, and you have to make sure that the ritzuas don't, don't come out of your hand one tefah, because the ritzuas have gdush in them. The tefillin shalyad has a yud. The tefillin shoroish has a dalad. Together with the shin on the tefillin shoroish, that spells shakai, the name of a Baruch Hu, so it has special gdusha. This is all if you're going to wear your tefillin afterwards. There's still daytime left. But if it's night, this is the last time you're taking off your tefillin, you're not allowed to hold the tefillin in your hands, you must put it in a bag. Now, if it's a tefillin bag, then you must make sure that the tefillin bag has one tefach of air in it. That creates a new domain. The tefillin bag is its own entity. And then you can put the tefillin bag on the ground. But if it's a brand new bag, you never used this before for tefillin, then even if it has less than a tefach, you can put the tefillin on the ground, just like if you take a jar and you put food in it, and you bring it into a room where there's a dead body, it's not makabal tum as long as there's a slight amount of air in there, says Taisvas, because you don't need a full tafak in that situation. And this brings us to Ahmed Beis. The Gemara tells us two different stories, and they both say the same thing, that Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Nachman, when they came, they approached the restroom, they would give their safer of Agadita to the Talmidim, but they didn't give their tefillin to the Talmidim, they preferred to hold the tefillin by themselves inside the restroom. They said, since there's a heter, they still gave us a heter to bring tefillin into the restroom, would they prefer to bring the tefillin into the restroom, because that gives them a shmira, a protection from Azikim. During davening, the Gemara tells us you're not allowed to hold your tefillin in your hand, you're not allowed to hold a knife or money in your hand. The Taz says this refers to everything. You're not allowed to hold anything in your hand because this will reduce your concentration during Shemun Ezra. You're not allowed to sleep with tefillin, even a temporary sleep, just a few moments of sleep, because you won't be able to control your body and it could bring a bazillion to tefillin. There's a concept of tznius when one goes to the bathroom, even though nobody's in the room with them. If it's a man, he's allowed to expose himself two tefachim in the front and one tefach in the back. A woman, only one tefach in the back and nothing in the front. If a beisakise, you have a bathroom, a restroom, which is a permanent bathroom, so there's a lot of stuff going on on the ground, the ground is softer, so we're not concerned that there will be a splash of tefachim on the leg. So you don't have to wash it off. And therefore, you may hold your tefillin in your hand. Whereas if it's a beisakise, arai, it's more chamar than a Beisakisei Kavua because since the ground is very hard, we're concerned that maybe there'll be nitzaytzais, something will splash on the leg, and you mechuyiv to wipe it down, and you might use your tefillin, and therefore you're not allowed to hold your tefillin in your hand. If a person doesn't want to be embarrassed when he goes into a very long meal, a sudas keva, he doesn't want to get up and build a meal to go to the restroom, he has guesses and he's embarrassed, what should he do? He should walk 10 amas, approximately 20 feet, and every time, try to go to the bathroom. Do this four times, or ten times, four amas. This whether you remove your tefillin before you get to the table, or you take off your tefillin by the table and put them on the table, and that's the cover for the table. Everybody agrees, though, that for Birkas HaMazen, you should wear your tefillin. In those days, they used to wear the tefillin all day, especially during something like Birkas HaMazen. If every person designated a pouch for tefillin, is tefillin back. And he also put his tefillin in there. So he has two things. It's also to put money inside that bag. According to Abaya, even if he never put his tefillin in, as long as he thought that it's for his tefillin, 
It's also to put money inside your tefillin bag. Have a wonderful day.